Hello, hello, and a big welcome back to the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I am, of course, your host, Lauren Lee, K-beauty expert, the founder of Style Story, and your go-to for all things K-beauty. I am super stoked to be back with you again. Obviously, we have had a little bit of a break in the podcast for the last few weeks. If you have been following along with my stories on Instagram, you might have seen that I was in Italy for the last two weeks for the wedding of a very, very dear person to me, my host sister, who was from the family that I lived with in Italy 17 years ago, very long time ago now. And after all these years, she was getting married. Obviously, I I go back fairly regularly, but for the last few years with COVID and everything happening there, it hasn't been possible. So this was the first time that I've seen my family in a few years. It was absolutely magical. The wedding was so, so special. And I was so happy that I could be there with her and the family and catch up with everyone. But obviously, I I took a little bit of time off from podcasting just so that I could really enjoy that experience and not have to sort of be running around thinking of a million different things with the show notes and everything. Putting this podcast together, I know it might seem like it's pretty quick and I just sort of rock on up and, you know, I don't know, talk for half an hour and then go away. But actually, there's a lot more that goes into it than that. So it takes me quite a bit of time to prepare the episodes, to do all the research, particularly for things like the the news headlines. Obviously, this is not stuff that I just make up off the top of my head. I actually am reporting on things that are going on. So it needs to be topical and all of that. So I just thought this time, I don't usually do that. I usually do something else. But I thought, let's just take a little bit of a break, you know, There are so many episodes, I'm sure, that people still needed to catch up on. So that is what we did. I am back. I am here. I'm ready to go. Uh, There are so many things going on in the headlines at the moment in Korea. In the two weeks that I left, Seoul has apparently now got even a new slogan for the city. I'm not sure how many of you will know this, but the, the current slogan for the city is I Soul You, which is just a whole bag of I don't even know where to go with that one. It's just nonsensical. It is not I don't know. I I really dislike it. It's just like, what does that even mean? I remember when I first came to Seoul or like not long after I had first come to Seoul, I think one of the city slogans was Seoul Heart of Asia. And I loved that because I was like, that's cute. It's catchy. It's a play on words. I Seoul you don't even know what that's supposed to mean. Apparently they've come up with another new one. So look, a lot has happened in two weeks. So let us jump into the K-Beauty news headlines and see what has been going on. Now, the first piece that caught my attention for this week's news headlines update was a piece actually in The Guardian. So this was a reporting on the idea or the current trend in South Korean women who are muscle building, bodybuilding, I guess you could call it. The headline of the article was Muscles Look Cooler, South Korean Women Reshape Idea of Beauty. And what they were talking about was the trend in Korean. It's called Gonggang Mi, which basically translates to healthy beauty. And they were talking about how these days a lot more women in particular are going to the gym, they're training, they're bodybuilding, they're tanning. Uh, There's even this trend at the moment that I've noticed of people that 
started doing this, like building up their body and then going and having like a photo shoot of it to, I guess, capture their body at its peak, in, in its peak physical condition, if you will. And they were talking about how, you know, this is replacing some of the older ideals of feminine beauty in Korea, which was basically like that women should be almost a bit frail. Obviously, very, very skinny has been the the beauty standard here for a long time, quite pale and, you know, I guess not very physical. I think that was probably more the traditional sort of stereotype was that, you know, women could sort of sit on the sidelines and just watch and look pretty and, you know, not really need to get involved with physical work and physical labor and things like that. So this is a trend that I've definitely noticed. I've even just noticed the increase in, you know, signs posters up around the city that are pointing to personal trainers and fitness and health and you know you can work with a personal trainer and I've noticed how many of the signs have women that are really really muscly and built up like the kind of people that you would see I guess in competitions certainly that I've seen similarly in you know Australia and the states when people enter like bodybuilding competitions and they get really really tan and they lather themselves with oil and things like that that is the kind of photos that they're taking to sort of promote these gyms and you know obviously that's very very different from the typical standard of beauty which is all about being really really pale and fair and you know glass skin all of that kind of thing. Like This is just a very, very different look. And it's not one that you will really see that often among the general population of people walking down the street. But you do see some, and you do see some celebrities as well. There are some celebrities that are really sort of famous for being a lot more muscly and defined and perhaps having a tan and things like that. So I thought this was an interesting article. They touched on the fact that is this just a case of one beauty ideal being replaced with another that is equally unattainable. You know, back in the day, it used to suffice that you were just skinny, whereas now it's like not only do you need to be in shape, you also need to be really, really muscly. And, you know, that's a really good point. Not everyone has time to be working out like the kind of hours that you would need to put into looking like this. Obviously, if you are talking about, you know, building that kind of muscle and definition, I'm assuming you're going to have to be on some sort of really rigorous diet, presumably one that involves a lot of, I don't know, chicken breast and broccoli. That's what I've heard that, you know, people eat if they're trying to build muscle. So that was an interesting article. I can confirm that this one is definitely a trend at the moment. It's not the kind of thing that most people are into for obvious reasons. I just don't think it's that easy to get involved in it. You need to invest a whole lot of time. But this one is a thing. So that was being reported on in The Guardian, the trend of Gonggang Mi. The other thing that caught my attention, because we've been talking about this being a possibility for a while, is the fact that Yes, the sales of color cosmetics are now officially booming now that the masks have come off here in Korea outside. When we're walking around outside, we no longer need to wear masks. Most people I have noticed, even after I've been away for two weeks and come back, most people are still wearing them outside. However, 
sales, particularly at the offline retailers here in Korea are booming because people are obviously buying more color cosmetics at the moment. So I've got some figures here for you. So a sales increase of about 56% from April to May in makeup. Color cosmetics basically is just industry speak for makeup. So and lip tints in particular have soared by as much as 96%. So everyone is, if they're not doing anything else, evidently investing in a good lip tint. So I think that just goes to show people are, you know, putting in a little bit maybe extra effort now that the masks have come off. I know I'm certainly of two minds. I've actually been wearing so much less makeup throughout the pandemic. And now that I've gotten used to not wearing makeup, it's so much more of a chore to put it on. So I'm kind of like on the days that I'm running around outside without makeup on, I'm kind of like, I'm just going to keep my mask on, you know, like who really cares? So I don't know if there are other people that will be feeling like that as well. But in Korea, it has just been such so ingrained in us for the last two years, like masks every single time you leave the house. And, you know, that was not the case when I was in Europe. So in Italy, basically, you need to wear masks in certain situations, like when you're on public transport and things like that. But even then, there were definitely some people that weren't wearing their masks or weren't wearing them properly. And that's just something I have not seen in Korea. So that was a bit of a shock. At the end of my holiday, we actually ended up missing our flight back to Korea. So we were flying from Naples to Munich and then Munich back to Seoul and our flight getting in was late so we actually ended up missing the flight to Seoul and had to stay overnight in Munich. That's a whole other story but I got to have a look at what was going on a little bit in Germany as well because we then ended up having to transfer through to Frankfurt and in Germany same thing like even indoors you obviously don't need to wear masks there. The only time I really saw people wearing masks in Germany was in the actual plane itself, because that was a rule, or like in a pharmacy kind of situation. So I think different countries are doing different things and maybe, you know, the sales of things haven't been as impacted. But here in Korea, it's just like put a total halt on everything because everyone is wearing the masks. So that was a really interesting one. But evidently now that the masks are coming off, people are just going crazy, buying some makeup for themselves again. So I think we probably can expect that this will continue in the interim. Now, the last piece of news headlines that I had was a report from KITA, which is the Korean International Trade Association. And they were saying that post-pandemic, there has been a strong demand for eco-friendly goods and the sector most impacted by this demand has been K-beauty. So they were reporting that companies are being met with increased demand by consumers for so-called green goods. Uh, and they were just talking through some of the, you know, the trends, the facts and the figures, but they did confirm that the biggest roadblock to meeting consumer demands for green goods is of course, the cost of doing so. So obviously, I think, you know, as a consumer, when we think about what we would like companies to do, it's very easy to say, okay, well, cool, I don't want anyone to use plastic and I don't want them to do this and I want my products to have this, that and the other. But there's a cost to doing that and a lot of consumers 
obviously might not be aware of the costs of doing that, but also might not want to pay increased costs. So the research and development costs into going green and, you know, decreasing your use of lots of different materials is high. And the cost of obtaining certifications is also high. Now I can confirm that firsthand because we have been, we have spent the last couple of months completing our own in-house research for our brands and for Style Story to looking into what we can do to be more, you know, planet friendly, eco friendly, to be more green. And I have some exciting news on that front that I will be able to share with you on the 1st of July. But I can confirm firsthand that, you know, things like, for example, moving away, moving towards post-consumer recycled plastic and things like that, it's just not as easy as you might think. The minimum order quantities for packaging on a lot of those things start from like 50,000 units. So the kind of brands that can afford to support that kind of thing are pretty big brands, to be honest. And then obviously there is a cost for that. So it's more expensive to buy those those kind of materials and then that cost you either need to eat which as a really small company is hard and then if you're a bigger company you can try and pass it on to your consumers but not all consumers are happy to pay more for it so there are lots and lots of different issues at play here but k-beauty is among other Korean industries being really impacted by this at the moment so that was in the news headlines as well so That's sort of a roundup of what is happening on the ground here. You can see that a lot of this stuff is, you know, post-pandemic related. So, you know, as we sort of moving out of this era of our lives, hopefully we can put the pandemic behind us. But lots of different things that, you know, have people, I guess, wondering how we can do things differently and the eco-certifications and all of that sort of part of it is one part of it. So I will leave it there for this week's news headlines. Now for our question of the week, and again, this is a slightly old question. I do apologize. I put the call out a little while ago for people who were wanting maybe a little bit more information or an update on K-beauty ingredients, if there were any ingredients that people were interested in hearing more about. And Nikki sent through a couple of different ingredients to me on Instagram that she was wanting to know a little bit more about. And those ingredients were pearl, ginseng, and burdock. And the other one was mushroom, mushroom. So I've put together a little bit of an explainer on all of these, just a sort of quick fire round about what they are. Now for Pearl, we actually do have a blog on the Style Story website. I will link to that in our show notes that runs through this in a lot of detail. So Pearl obviously sounds super bougie and, you know, there are lots of different uh, grades of Pearl. The kinds that we are using in cosmetics are obviously different to the kinds that get made into like Mickey Moto pearls or like a strand or something like that. But pearls do actually have some cosmetic benefits. They are good for oil control. They have exfoliating benefits, brightening benefits, obviously. And they can be good for a whole range of different skin types, including people with acne, people that have anti-aging concerns, oily skin, obviously. Pearl is in a range of different Korean beauty products. Uh, Our Jelly Co Bubble Tea Steam Cream has it in it, for example. Now, when it comes to mushrooms, 
known. Nikki didn't specify which type of mushroom she was interested in, but there are a whole lots of different types of mushrooms and extracts that are used in, in Korean skincare. One that I can think of off the top of my head is beta glucan. But in general, mushrooms are good because they have antioxidant properties, which means that they can help protect the skin from the environment. Some of them also do uh, do have the potential to reduce inflammation and soothe the skin as well. So mushroom, it's, it's quite a common ingredient. It will just come under uh, a few different names if you are taking a look at the back of an ingredients list. Now, when it comes to ginseng, this is one that we've discussed on the show semi-recently, I believe. I, I definitely recall going through this in a little bit of detail. You know, it's been a few weeks. <laughs> Forgive me. I'm not sure exactly which episode. But ginseng in general, again, a really, really favorite ingredient, particularly among hanbang brands. We have, again, a blog post on the Star Story website going into a little bit more detail about this. I will link that. But ginseng has so many great benefits for the skin. It's brightening, it's boosting, it can help with evening the skin tone, smoothing the skin as well, balancing sebum. It all depends on the type of ginseng, the color of the ginseng, whether it's red or white, uh, whether it's cultivated or wild. There can be a whole lot of different things that go into the kind of benefits that you can expect from ginseng. So that's not to say that you go out and buy any old ginseng uh, product, it will have these benefits. It really is a, a, the case that the quality of the ginseng matters more than the fact that it is ginseng itself. Ginseng, I think, as an ingredient, the probably a helpful way to think of it would be more like a wine. You know, just to say that like wine is wine. There are so many different things that go into making a good wine, and ginseng is really an ingredient like that. If you have just bargain basement ginseng, any old thing in your product, and it's a fairly cheap product, you are going to see very, very different results compared to something that is using wild ginseng that's been aged for five years and, you know, been put through different types of fermentation. So that's just one thing to be aware of. Not all ginseng is the same and the really good stuff is expensive. And burdock was the last one. So again, this is another type of plant compound. It's very rich in antioxidants and it can have anti-inflammatory impacts, which make it good for a range of different skin conditions. Conditions, things like acne and eczema, but it will, of course, depend on the formulation of the product. But that's just a little sort of introduction to the ingredients that you were interested in. So I hope that that has been helpful. If you have a question that you would like answered on question of the week, please feel free to send it through. I am always happy to receive your questions and to go through them. So anywhere you would like to get in touch, whether that be via our Facebook group, K Beauty Down Under, via email, uh, you know, social media, wherever, just send it through and we can answer it on the show because if you have the question, chances are someone else will too. Okay, now before I go through to the new product that are on the Style Story website. Just a little reminder if you didn't already know. So 
30 June in Australia is the end of the financial year. And what that means is that basically we have to do at the end of 30 June an inventory count, a stock count. And because that is just a whole thing, most brands uh, and certainly we at Style Story try and get rid of as much stock as we can before 30 June so that we have less on hand to count and go through. So we are doing our end of financial year sale at the moment. So if you are looking to pick up a little bit of a bargain, go and check that out. We've got several pages of sales at the moment of, of stuff that's on sale. And then we also have some offerings at Woolworths, .com.au in Australia at the moment that are different from the ones on Star Story. So go and check that out if you are doing your groceries online at Woolies. Go and check out some of the EFIS, the end of financial year sales stuff over there as well. You might be able to pick up a really good bargain. So that's just my little plug for end of financial year. Basically, you're helping us out by getting rid of the stock before 30 June so that we don't have to count it. And the new products. So one I had for you this week is from Round Lab. So Round Lab is a really, really popular brand here in Korea. And their Docto line is the line that really sort of hit them into the big time. I think that was the the thing that really captured people's attention. We have their cleansing water. So this is a 400 ml product, really, really quite large. And what they're using in the formula is the mineral content from Ulongdo. So that is an island off the Korean coast. And this product has a pH of between 4.5 to 6, a very nice pH level that will work for all different kinds of skin types. as you would expect with a cleansing water, it helps to remove makeup, dirt, and waste from the skin. It also keeps the irritated skin comfortable while cleansing and helps it to retain moisture. It's a really light water type cleanser. Uh, it's quite heavy is the only thing I would say, 400 mils. So probably not the best type to be traveling with if you are traveling over summer maybe, but this will be a really good one to keep at home if you do like a cleansing water. Now, we also have, when I got back from my holiday, we I, I was like trying to pull out some of the, the, you know, recent reviews that have been left on the website and there are literally heaps. So I'll just have to go through just a couple of them today because I think we had over 20, 25 new reviews in the time that I was away. So way too many to read out, but I'm super happy that you guys are leaving your reviews for the products because that means that you can earn those sweet, sweet points that you can redeem the next time you shop with us. So make sure you do leave your review. And some of the ones that I was going through were just really, really so helpful, you know, to other people explaining exactly what they liked about the products. So, and, and of course, there was one that I'll get to at the end, which was, you know, something that someone didn't like. So I will go through that. So the first review was a five-star review for Subi Hollow Dream Mask Set with the silicone brush in it. And our reviewer said, I waited until my Subi was finished before I made a review. An absolutely wonderful product and have purchased another jar. Even though I am a mature person, I found it made a huge difference to my skin. When I was 
was young, I was a sun lover, and although I never burnt and did tan easily, the end result at my age now was not a very nice skin at all. The product smoothed on easily with a silicon applicator. After rinsing off, my skin felt so good. My pores on my nose were definitely reduced, and after using this every third day, I could genuinely see the difference. Meeting up with my friend, who I visit every six weeks, she asked me what did I have done to my face because it looks really great. Well, that was all the confirmation I needed, ladies. Thoroughly recommend Subi Hollow Dream for any age group. So a great review. Thank you so much to our reviewer. The next one was a five-star review for Kahi's Wrinkle Bounce Multi Balm. And our reviewer said, I love this item. So easy to use and a practical size for traveling. I have mature age skin, but I find this is so moisturizing, especially for those little wrinkles. Would highly recommend this product. And last but not least, we had a five-star review for Jellico's new Dewy Glaze Toner. Our reviewer said, when I used this toner, my face was shiny and glowing. I like using it every day because it improves my combination type of skin. So those were all the good reviews, which I'm always happy to read out. But I did want to address one new review that came in, and this was a one-star review. And when I took a look at it, the reviewer was uh, upset because her shipping to the States took a while. Now, she didn't specify how long it took, but this is just something that I wanted to address. Obviously, when we are sending products, they are going from Australia and then they are going out overseas. And at the moment, we are, of course, still being really heavily impacted by the pandemic. Uh, I know that just shipping everywhere at the moment is just taking longer and it is more convoluted than it used to be. So back in the, the good old days, and heydays of international shipping, we used to be able to get packages from Australia to the States in about 12 business days. So quite quick, 12 to 14 was generally the standard. But at the moment, what we've noticed is that because there aren't, there still aren't as many planes traveling all over the world and all of this stuff goes by plane. So what that means is they're holding on to deliveries for a little bit longer, grouping them all together so that they can send them on one plane. And the other thing that they're doing in the case of DHL at the moment from Australia, we have noticed is that they are going from Australia to New Zealand collecting all the Australian and New Zealand orders together and then taking them to the States. So it is taking longer. I'm really sorry about that. There is unfortunately nothing we can do about it. We usually pack and process your orders within about 24 hours of receiving them. So we get them out as quickly as we can and on their way to you. But that process of them traveling on their way to you is just slower than it used to be. Uh, And it's a little bit the same for Europe at the moment as well. So I will just give you all the heads up. If you are ordering from the UK, from Europe, from the States, uh, it will take longer. So give yourself a little bit more time. You know, the I, I guess if it's super urgent, probably it's not going to be the best solution for you. Uh, but you know, the the other Corolla, the only other option we have is just to turn off international shipping altogether. And I really don't want to do that because I think that, you know, for a lot of people, it's, you know, they, they do give themselves that little bit extra time, you know, maybe three, four weeks, the thinking in advance what they need to replace and then ordering. And, you know, we obviously have a lot of products that aren't available 
easily in other places. And so I want to leave that international shipping option open to people, but it does make me sad when I see reviews like this, just because, you know, I wish we could get it there quicker and I wish there was something we could do, but we just can't. Uh, you know, we are on the same end of this as well. For example, we, we have a couple of shipments that we have been waiting on. They were sent from Korea in March and we still don't have them now and it's nearly July. So it's not just you guys that are feeling the impact of this, it is us as well. We've had some stuff that has been out of stock for a long time, way longer than it normally would and that's why is because we've been waiting on it since March and it's just still not here and there's nothing we can do to speed it up. So, you know, it is a problem. We are aware of it. We're doing everything we can but we are a little bit Ham, hamstrung, hamstrung in the sense that there is just, there's no way we can fly it over there quicker to you unless we get on the plane ourselves. Uh, so yeah, I, I really appreciate your understanding. If that doesn't work for you, the fact that shipping is a little bit slower, I totally understand that, but I think it's probably better that I'm just honest and upfront with you that it's not as quick as it used to be at the moment. We are always hopeful that it's going to go back now that everything is sort of easing up a little bit, but at the moment, shipping is really, really slow. And I know the port in LA in particular is one of the most clogged in the world. So just know that if you're ordering anything from overseas, it probably will take a little bit longer. Now to end on a little bit more of an upbeat note, our recommendation of the week. So I was scratching my brain to think what I could do for this week's segment. And then I remembered before I headed off on my trip to Italy, I did do a little post on my stories that it is a bit of a tradition here in Korea in the airport before you leave to go overseas to have a shin ramyeon. Now, shin ramyeon, if you're not familiar with it, is like uh, an instant noodle, a really, really famous instant noodle. It is a spicy type. It's in a red packet. You can also get them in black packet. Uh, and people were asking me, they were like, why is this a tradition? And I was like, I don't know. I think it's just because, you know, you're thinking, well, I'm leaving. I probably won't be able to eat Korean food for a while. Uh, it's quick and easy. It's there, uh, you know, so you might as well just, just eat it before you jump on your flight. So, this is obviously a product that is pretty easy to get all over the world. And that is why it is my recommendation for the week. It's one of the most exported Korean uh, instant noodles, type of instant noodles. So if you haven't already seen it before, I'm sure you will be able to find it, uh, you know, maybe at your local Asian grocery store, maybe even in a bigger chain store as well. I, I know I've definitely seen them back in Australia at like Woolies, for example. I'm positive Woolies has Shin Ramyun. So go and check that out. If you haven't had it, what it is, is it is, you know, it's a, it's it's an instant noodle. So they've got the soft and chewy noodles. It's got a spicy beef broth. Uh, it might be a little bit more spicy than you are used to. I'm not sure. Uh, Koreans always tend to think that foreigners can't eat spicy food. So I don't know. For me, this is totally fine. I am not the world's biggest spice lord. Like I, I like my food fairly spicy, but I don't like it so spicy that my head will, you know, will heat up and I'll start sweating. That's kind of where my spice level is at. And Shin Ramyeon is totally fine for me. I actually really, really love it. I pretty much only ever eat it at the airport, which is funny. I used to eat a, a lot more years ago, but, uh, you know, as a person that has uh, kidney disease, that is not good for me. I cannot be eating that really, you know, uh, 
really salty fruits like this too often. So that is uh, just, it, it's really good. I don't know. It's very addictive. You can get really addicted to eating it. It takes maybe four to five minutes to boil it up if you're doing it at home. Otherwise you can use the cup version and that's a little bit quicker. And that's what I was eating at the airport. So this product, honestly, I cannot like overstate how popular it is. I had a look on their website and apparently they've sold more than 22 billion bags of this stuff. So it is very, very, very popular. Uh, and yeah, it's just delicious. You have to try it. One of my favorite ways of eating it when I, when I used to cook it at home was to add an egg into it as well. But you can also add like veggies, meat, whatever you want. But Shin Ramyeon, if you haven't had it before, guys, go and check it out. It's really, really tasty. Uh, so yeah, that was my recommendation for the week. Uh, I am so glad to have you back with me if you've made it all the way to the end of this episode. Thank you very much. I am going to wrap it up here for today and I will be back, of course, on Thursday for our deep dive episode. Until then, I will see you on Style Story. 